right now, at this very moment, you're listening to the Thinking Hardly Podcast. Hello. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Launching to do it there. Yeah. Well, here we are. How's your week been? Good. I'm still, um, I'm still pruning the vines in the vineyard. Ugh, that sounds like a nightmare. I'm down to no, no, it's okay. It's actually okay. I mean, I'm I'm physically uh, tired, which is you know I, I'm gonna finish now. Now I feel like I can see the end inside. I got like seven more rows to do, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like pooped. So, but it, I got nothing to complain about. I'm outside. It's beautiful scenery. The weather's been actually pretty good. Uh, you know, it's fine. I, I'm hungry when it's time to eat. Well, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is it's good. All good. I mean, it does. It, I'm sure it feels amazing, like just being looking out and seeing that you did all that. Do you just go line by line, like any other kind of strategy to that, or you just yeah kind of try well, out? You're, and, you're, you're such a good conversationalist. <laughs> you really are. You and Gina, like Bobby and I are. I, well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't put that on you, Bobby. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's pretty much right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're really interested, Billy, or you just act interested. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to like think of like how of the I conversation, would do. right? <laughs> I mean, I just like I think about that, and I'm like, okay, well, if you're trying to do this, would you? I don't know. Try and do the bottom first, and just kind of sweep back and forth on the bottom, and then kind of chase up, or would that make you too tired? Wouldn't get as much work done. Like I'm trying to. <laughs> You know, is there any rhyme or reason to this, or you just go uh, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go from left to right and knock out as much as I can every day? Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to. That's a great question. I'm just going to stick with this one thing, then I'll get back to the vines because it's not really that interesting. But I, I don't know. So, Bobby, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I'm constantly like, there's a part of me that's constantly running this. Like, am I sounding? Am, am I intelligent? Like, what am I going to ask next? Am I, am I fitting in? Am I okay? I'd rather be home. I'd rather be with people I know. I'd rather, I mean, I've got this extra like mod, like crazy module running that makes it really difficult. I think for me to listen, I think it's an, it's a really bad, I mean, it's a really, it's a part of me that I'm not happy with and I can have a hard time shaking it. Yeah. Is there, yeah. Any, is there any of that with you, Bobby? <laughs> any of yeah, my children? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to come across as not being an idiot, you know, or not being, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Th- that's the, th- I think that's the thing is like getting to the point where you're okay with not seeming smart is like the best way to like get comfortable with someone. What? To me. Are at you least. there? Oh, can you not hear me? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm totally hearing you. Oh, Jesus! I'm asking okay. if you, I <laughs> no. I'm asking if you're like, have you achieved that? No, no, not at all. But I mean, it's just something that I've like noticed with the people that I am comfortable talking to. Just like you're mm. more okay with like coming off as an idiot sometimes, or like mm. I don't know. It's it's more that you know that they kind of like understand that you're not completely an idiot. So if you do something stupid. They're not going to take that as evidence that you're an idiot. You know, yeah. it's just the type of thing that everyone does. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think, so do you, Bobby, do you think this, and Billy, do you think that this is a genetic thing? Do you think there's, we're inclined to be this way just by our nature? Or did I screw Bobby up and not screw Billy up? <laughs> I mean, I'm, screwed, I'm sure I screwed <laughs> no. you both up, but maybe in different ways. Hell if I know. Um, I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know I mean, either. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I don't know how it fits in, just like genetically or anything like that. But it just seems like, in general, any kind of small showing of vulnerability is some kind of trust thing, and it doesn't seem as mm-hmm. much of like a a power struggle. Maybe that like a lot of people view these conversations where. It's like a battle to be like, oh, no, I'm, I know what I'm talking about or whatever. If you just let that go a little bit, it's a lot more comfortable, I guess. I guess. I mean, I'm, it's, it must be a habit, though, right? Because I don't feel 
um, I don't feel like I'm performing in front of you guys. And yet, you know, when I say something about the vines, Billy, you, you are like, okay, well, that's kind of, you know, you, 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 you treat it as though it's inherently interesting when it's actually not very interesting. And I'm not sure I'm capable. I'm not sure I'm habituated. I'm not sure I'm used to doing that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. I was going to say, you know, it's probably not the best, uh, the best reaction or best um, instinct on a podcast. <laughs> it's not very interesting to talk about. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to damage our podcast. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's very, <laughs> that's very true. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've just observed that you and Gina and people who are really good at making conversations ask like two or three questions for every statement you make. See, and I just did that. I just made us, I did the opposite way. I just, I just made a statement <laughs> instead of asking you a question. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. You know, I think it's like a lot of just like, trying to organize your thoughts as well and then you just kind of keep on talking to almost satisfy yourself in a way to be like okay i actually said it close to what i was thinking yeah 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 i don't i don't know i i just never had any i guess it's different maybe hopefully it's different for you guys when you were growing up but when i was growing up there was no there was no feedback loop that made me want to shut up it was like all the i all the positive, I get lots of positive feedback from, you know, raising my hand and having the right answer and sure, talking yeah. and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways. No, I think that, that being the, like, that's like one side of it, but I think that's probably also like, if you get used to that, it probably means you want to like get, validation that you're smart out of conversations you know what i mean rather than like and then then you're seeking that out of like conversations with people who like probably can't even give that to you did i yeah i think that's right did i have have i told you guys about trying to be quiet for a year just talked about that i guess if i'm talking about it i'm not being quiet i mean i'm done with a year (laughs) <laughs> Does it just mean kind of being like passive in conversation? Just shutting up. Like not saying Don't anything. speak until spoken to? I tried to do that. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I really just tried to shut up. Like tried to not say anything, period. And then if I said something, it would be in response to somebody asking me something. And tr- I tried not to say anything that didn't have actually, you know, like material marginal value. Mm-hmm. And it it was it was one of the most unpleasant things I've ever done. I think. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, it was just it was disheartening. It was like impossible to do, and then it was disheartening, and then I was realizing how little, like how, of all, if you take all of the stuff I say, how little of it actually is of material marginal value in a conversation. And. Um, you know, I just would, I just tried, I couldn't, I didn't do a very good job, but I just tried and I let Gina talk. I mean, this is during, you know, the tail end of this was at the beginning of the lockdowns here. So we were just by ourselves and I just felt, I just felt like I was getting smaller and smaller, I bet less and less like relevant and less and less important. Yeah. I mean, that, that almost like is every step of the way you're, you're questioning yourself or kind of suppressing yourself. It doesn't sound good. I mean, I think the intention is, is interesting, but yeah, man, that sounds like it could be really hurtful to you. Well, no, I mean, it was, I only, I wasn't successful, so it wasn't that bad. I I mean, hurtful to one maybe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I think the best thing I got out of it was, uh, like, the, the, I realized how much talking I do, which isn't good. Like, just talking to talk, just filling it in, just wanting to be the pr- first person with the right answer. Like, that's so ingrained in me, and it's that's not good. And then I have, I think I've got just a tiny glimpse at how frustrating it must be to be in the group of people 
that are always at the end or that have been told to be quiet and just, you know, comply or whatever, whether it's being, whether it's a woman or a, a person of color or somebody who, you know, is of the wrong, has the wrong job or the wrong, whatever, religion or whatever. It's incredibly frustrating. I was just, well, I don't know why I'm getting so serious about this. It's Anyways, interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's interesting or not. I think it it's, is. It, I mean, it's, it's, kind of, it's something that is like central to all of our lives and we hardly think about, but it's like very, very important. Like all this stuff that you said about you feel yourself shrinking or anything. I don't think, I mean, would you have foresaw that kind of uh, profound impact on that? No, I don't think so. I th- I probably thought it was going to be easy. You don't have to do anything, right? And you just stop. You just it's like takes less effort, takes less. But it was. I mean, it was just. It, it, it was like you have this instinct that you have to completely rein in. And and I wasn't like I said. I didn't succeed at it. I wasn't very good at it. I, I tell you, it does. Like my reaction to Andrew Cuomo's problems now. You know, mm-hmm. with all the women coming forward and all that kind of stuff. I think he needs to resign, even if he didn't do it. Because his his apologies are not very good. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. doesn't have he doesn't have any. It feels, and I'm not picking on him. I'm, I'm really not. I mean, maybe I should be, and I'm not saying I'm not picking on him because I'm supporting him. It just seems like if he if he really believes that he didn't do anything wrong, and he's trying to apologize, I don't see how you can get any insight on an issue like that from a position of privilege and power. I mean, just based on my little experiment, like you can't, even intellectually, maybe intellectually you could, but emotionally, I don't think you can get any traction on it until you set all that stuff aside and see what it's like to be, you know, marginalized and set aside and ignored. You know, so I think you have to shed yourself of power and privilege to see how dangerous that can be. Even if you, even if you didn't mean to do anything. Especially if he didn't mean to do anything. Maybe that's my point. Yeah, I don't know yeah. What my point is. Yeah, no, no. I I agree with that. I just think it's these are the kind of things that expose when people have never had that experience, like the Cuomos. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that their entire life has basically been privilege and power. Yeah, for those yeah, kids. I mean, it's a hard I mean, uh, it must be a hard thing to give up even if you weren't born with that or whatever it's like yeah you get, oh, you're you're governor of new york and like you know home of like the biggest city and you're you know giving up that influence for some kind of lesson some personal lesson that you could learn especially if you're especially i guess if you didn't do it then you could be like, well, I didn't yeah. do it. You know, I, I could just, you know, I could raise awareness or whatever. It's like you, with that kind of level of influence and the type of people that are like in those jobs, I imagine it's like impossible for the, to ask those people to sacrifice that kind of influence voluntarily. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I don't know. There's people that have done it. There are definitely <laughs> people who've done it. It's just like, I, I, Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't imagine Cuomo or or somebody who is maybe mayor of New York. It's just such a powerful position. So who's who's done it? Who would you say? I'm not arguing. I'm just ignorant. I mean, that's that's the thing. I can't think of like examples off the top of my head right off the bat because I, I I don't really know. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like keep this stuff memorized but i know that there yeah. there are people that have given up like especially in times of duress have given up you know yeah like governorships and seats like that yeah and that's more yeah. what i'm saying is there's there's been stuff like this that we've seen people have to resign from before like somehow you don't have to look back that think, far yeah yeah that's that's why i like i get it i get the the emotional side of it it makes total sense it's just like you you have to when you're someone like the governor, you are. I mean, you're like the center of a political machine, and a political machine has to understand the threats against it like this. 
So I don't know. It's just stupid. It makes no sense for them not to be. I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> he should. He just shouldn't be there. Like there's no. There's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's like yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to do it. But that's what you have all those people around you that don't have the same level of privilege that you do to tell you, hey, this is the point where you need to resign. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think that what we're both saying here is you can't rely on on Cuomo just to be like, or just people in a similar situation to, you know, just to kind of do this for personal growth. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. It's, it probably goes against every, what, I mean, whatever, whatever little bit of that you had probably, well, I don't know what I'm saying. Gina and I were talking about this, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Gina and I were talking about this while we were on a walk this morning. She was asking, I mean, I think maybe we we're talking about Cuomo. We we're talking about politicians in general. I mean, people making these stupid, well, uh, sorry, people making these statements that don't seem to make any sense. And the question was, are people like that, you know, do you get like that after being in politics? Are you, are people like that attracted to politics? I don't know. It's probably, it's probably some of both, but whatever shred of that you had is probably, probably the shred of humility and the recognition that you may think more highly of yourself than is warranted. Um, that may be exterminated, you know, after time or withered after some time. It's hard for people to hang on to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If everybody around you hanging on every word and everything you say, you know, gets, gets, gets done or, or else, I don't know. It's just pathetic. I mean, I just, I, it, it, the reason it pisses me off so much is because you see that type of thing and it's just for these people who are completely, there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean like Cuomo, you know, I don't I don't know anything about Cuomo really, but just you know, I mean this is like one of a million of these things and there's so many of these people that are just dull, not smart, they don't care. And yeah. you know, well, everyone's hanging on their every word, and, you know. Cuz they're occupying a seat. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. It's weird. And he's in a dynasty, right? Or I guess it's, I don't know if it's a dynasty, but his dad was governor. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot of yeah, feedback, no, the right I mean, kind of feedback, I imagine. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's the type of thing where, where it's a place where you see like cartel-like politics. So it's not unreasonable for people to treat it as if it's like that. Man. I'm just, you know, and with this, you always see a lot of Democratic loyalists, you know, jump out and say, oh, the timing, I don't know, this is a political attack. And it's just like the most cynical, like, I don't know, man, it's so hard to see that. Like, people just assuming, well, you know, it just is like illuminating where it's like it, you you believe women when it costs you nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. So right now he's dealing with these two things. One is, uh, you know, a half a dozen or more women who say that they've either been harassed or, ass- or assaulted, basically. Yeah. Not basically. That's what they said. And then, you know, get, you got this other thing where they covered stuff up, you know, that was not favorable in terms of who was, who was dying and where they, where they came from, where they're going back to. And, you know, (laughs) if that was, it's not good. And, and you could explain some of it, I suppose, but your reaction, it's more like a Rorschach, right? About how much of a team player you are, because if a Republican governor did that, if it was like DeSantis of Florida, people would be, their hair would be on fire, Democrats, their hair would be on fire and they'd be screaming. And oh, it's yeah. not acceptable. And I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, he did, Cuomo did a great job with communications and all that kind of stuff. I thought he was doing a very good job, you know, bringing people along and helping them understand and cajoling because you can't really enforce these mandates and all that kind of stuff. But 
under, you know, under the, I guess, under the pressure, you see these flaws and he's just, he's just a very good communicator who doesn't think he can do anything wrong. And it's the second part that is, you know, deadly. Well, no, it's the first part's helping with that. I mean, that's, that's part of why it's a problem is like, yeah, we can't have, I mean, yeah, that's the thing though, is like, I feel like, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I even kind of feel like, like talking to you about it, you feel like you kind of have to cover your ass a little bit because you like, like, yeah, (laughs) not, not in terms of like actually covering your ass, but like explaining why, you know, like, you You're had criticizing for yeah, Cuomo, yeah. which is totally fine. Like that's totally fine. I, I guess what I'm saying is, it's like it's we should just recognize that that's why he was able to get this shit over on everyone is because he understood that everyone was going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and so all he had to do is appear to be in control of the situation. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's not even like I'm not even like trying to put you on the spot or anything because I don't no, think it's okay. that you made I'm, any mistakes. I, no, just, I probably did make mistakes. I'm sure I made mistakes. I don't think I was mistaken about his ability to give a you know to 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 give a great presentation, and he did it every night, which is totally remarkable for him and his team to be able to put together, you know, right. a 15 minute talk and him to deliver it, that that's actually, you know, really, really difficult to do. The part that I'm, you know, guilty of is not that assessment, but probably the aura of giving him the benefit of the doubt, which is what you're saying. And I'm agree- I'm completely agreeing with that. And I'm guilty yeah, of that. I'm I, guilty I guess, of having come under the spell. I don't think it's even that. I think it's just that what everyone wanted to see was some kind of competence. Yeah, yeah, But it yeah. was a competence that didn't really do anything to help other than help you mentally, which is fine. Yeah, it was a comp. I mean, everyone right. needed that he, too. He has he has a great competence in presenting, whether it's truth or not truth. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I guess we're asking a lot of politicians, but well, yeah. but yeah, but I that's I mean, I, if you're going to be in control of everything, you know, you kind of have to be willing yeah. to be questioned. No, I mean that's yeah. No, you should be exactly right. I think that's, I think that's exactly right. I don't know. I don't know him. Uh, I don't feel, I don't feel any ill towards him any more than I feel any ill towards anybody else, including Donald Trump and, you know, the rest of them, which could be a fair amount of illness. Yeah. But, you know, for, if, if you just looked at it, I think if you look at it objectively, if, if I was, you know, counseling him as a, you know, not that I would ever, but I I would just say you need to step down because you got other, there are like other major problems here. You know, you got to figure out who the hell you are, right? And you can't. It's difficult to see who you are when you're in when you're on the tower of privilege and power. It's really, and I don't. I'm not saying that I know that for sure, but I got off my little, my tiny little soapbox. For, I tried to get off of it for you know several months, for almost a year, and all I learned is it's really, really hard to do that, and you really aren't as you know you your shit isn't really that great. You know, it does not as it's just, and I'm doing it right now. I'm like the stuff you're saying is not really that profound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't do that as governor. You can't do that as the golden boy who, you know, talks a lot at dinner parties or talks over your wife. I mean, you know, you got to just, you got to just feel what it's like to not have a voice. I think. Yeah, this got really serious. We were just going to do it. We were just going to go to the quiz. I don't know what happened. <laughs> We've been talking for a half an hour about my mental collapse. Uh, oh, God, I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh man, I was going to say something, but I'm I'm losing it. Whatever, man. I'm going to change. I'm going to shift gears, and then we'll do the we'll do the 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 quiz. Is that okay? That sounds great. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, tell us about people. Oh, Beeple. About Winkle, Winkleman or whatever his name is. The uh, artist. Well, Do you know, you about know this? I, I don't know much. Uh, I mean, I know that he did like one 3D art a day for like a long, long time. Um, and, uh, you know, just recently he started selling them as NFTs. So he's got like a, a lot. Like he's, I think, over six years of every day 
art. Um, and I think the last thing I saw was that he made $69 million on just a bunch of art that he sold like last week or something. It was one piece that was a mosaic of all of the stuff. Oh, it done, was the, like okay, the 5, mosaic pieces. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's, it's an NFT. It's this NFT thing. I'm just like Billy knows. Cause I'm constantly like sending him stuff. Let's, let's, let's try this. I'm going to make a playing card and see if I can send it to you. Um, it's fascinating. The whole thing is fascinating, but I mean, it's a little crazy, you know, 60. Yeah. Well, I guess his, I guess actually his fee was 60 million and Christie's or whoever it was, the art, the auction house or whatever there, you know, there's mm, okay. like a 15% commission. Like a commission, yeah, wow, a nine million dollar commission. You, know, it make any, <laughs> you don't work any harder, and they're not. Well, even yeah, why do you think those digital. places look like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, it's good that I think a lot of the criticisms uh, towards Beeple was because he was selling like a lot of um, issues or editions, or mm-hmm. you know, um, and so it's more more. Uh, kind of transactions that have to happen. And, you know, there's been a lot of on social media, the environmental impact stuff has been going around a lot. And so there's a lot of people who are really, really pressuring artists um, because they're probably the easiest in the chain that are, you know, easiest to convince not to do this. Yeah. Yeah, To persuade. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to um, change. I'm, I'm, it's clear to me now that the blockchain technology is going to shift and it's going to be a lot less computationally challenging. Right. And, I and think, the, the yes. The payoff yeah. should be a little fairer. I think that'll but be great. it's not there yet. I think that will be great. I think there are certain things there, there yet. There's plenty of stuff that's in proof of stake. It's just not a lot of people have that uh, currency. So not a lot of people are trading in that currency or in those currencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just seems like, um, obviously that needs to get a lot better, but then it needs to kind of, the word needs to be spread because I do think that this is just going to be like NFTs as a first impression for a lot of people have been environmental destruction. It's people who are selfish, people who already could have gotten money in different ways. Like, I think this is just how people view people with big followings on Twitter with art, which is definitely not just equal to the amount of money you make. Like there's a lot of people who are really good at monetizing their stuff. There's people who don't really do it that often. Um, so it's unfortunate because like, you know, even people with the hundreds of thousands of followers, there's really not too many opportunities for them as artists. They get maybe hired by a studio and in the games industry, that's like, you know, a horrible track record for job security. And in animation, it's about the same. Mm-hmm. So it's really not like it's it's a very hard kind of thing. And a lot of people dream of doing this for a living. So, you know, I just wish people would have more understanding. I think at this point, it's uh, there's a lot of reason to be upset with people just because people know about the environmental impact, but it's, you know, it's unfortunate that it's all being focused on the artists and uh, yeah. on the people who, you know, it's all, it's also understandable, but. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a big settling out here of stuff. I mean, I think it's, I think that's all true kinds too. Of, there's all kinds of weird uh, we can talk about it another time, but the di- like the the ownership is the ownership part is pretty clear, you know, like that part of the blockchain and the verification stuff. But where the digital art actually resides is not on the blockchain. So the URL of the picture, for example, yeah, yeah, that's not in the blockchain. So it, if that URL, whoever's hosting the site where the picture is or the content, the video, whatever it is, <clears throat> you know, if that if that server goes down or there's no, or that URL that goes dead or something like that, you own, I mean, you, you still own the content, I guess, in some way, but you can't, I mean, the question is who's supposed to be um, maintaining the, you know, the digital copy. I mean, there'll be a lot of them spread around. So there's this whole thing about how to handle that. And you don't want it on the blockchain because every, every, you know, kilobyte you put on the blockchain is more work and more, 
you know, it co- more costly and it consumes more energy and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, these there are things that are not worked out yet at all. And these, like you said, there are people. You know, you can if you're if you've minted a token, a non fungible token for you know t- that has some ownership rights for some digital piece of art. You can say you're not going to mint anymore, but there's nothing that prevents you from minting the exact same thing and selling a bunch yeah, of those, yeah. you know, so you sell them, sell them all first for, let, let's say a, you, you have one and you sell it for a thousand dollars. That's the, you know, premier edition. And then, and then you sell the, you know, the platinum edition and there's 10 of those and you sell those first 750. And then there's this, you know, gold edition and you send they're all the same and you just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a little, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's You're fine, really pushing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what annoys people a lot, too, is because there's this, um, in pursuit of just money, there's, like, this kind of, like, oh, no, it's making you question what art really is, you know? It's like, no no one believes, like, everyone sees through this, dude. Like, this, I feel like, is, uh a common refrain among people who are trying to make money in the art kind of trading world. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be figured out and a lot of it really, like you're saying, it's the wild west. It's like people are getting their art stolen off Twitter and then somebody slaps their name on it and, and mints it. Uh, you know, yeah. thankfully, OpenSea and places like that have been pretty quick to respond to reports. But you have to be vigilant about that and, you know, check on your stuff. There's possibility that, you know, you could not know and your stuff just be out there. Um, yeah. And then there's also it's like, like- uh, people selling tweets on. I think this is a proof of stake um, one. So it's it's less serious. But, you know, um another kind of question of ownership people will you know sell other people's tweets i don't know how that works um and also what happens if you own a tweet and then the owner deletes it or like the person who posted it deletes it yeah exactly that's the same issue right because exactly on the blockchain yeah I don't know. Um, it's a cool technology. And I think the technology, I mean, you could use the technology very well for just regular old, not regular old art, but physical art, you know, that's expensive. So you could keep track of ownership and provenance and all that kind of stuff in a much more ironclad way. So I think there's yeah. some really cool, and you know, like food sources, I think we talked about, like, you know, where's the chain of where does chicken come from or this cheese come from or whatever. That stuff's all cool. And I think there is something about the digital art. It's, you know, there is something about about the ownership that's separate from the physical thing. Gene and I were talking about it. So I gave her, so, you know, let's suppose there's a pair of Ferragamo flats that Audrey Hepburn wore in um, Roman Holiday. And there's another pair of flats that were produced right next to it, right? Same, same cobbler, yeah, yeah. same cow, same, ident- completely identical. No expert could tell the difference, but one of them is certified, verified that the, these were worn by Audrey Hepburn in the movie. There's something about that that makes those two pairs of shoes different, even though there's no there's no ev- no physical way to tell them apart. Right? Yeah. There's something about that that's that's purely information, verifiable information. So there's I do think there's something here, but right now it's just like people are going crazy, and it's not the artists. I mean, the, there are artists doing really interesting things as artists will always do. But right now it's, it's, um, there's going to be some kind of, you know, there's a lot of chaos right now that will get cleared. I imagine it'll get cleared. I hope it'll get yeah. cleared. Cause I think it's, in, I think it's extremely interesting. Yeah. It just seems like wild speculation at this point, which, you know, if I'm honest, would be great. I mean, it'd be fun to get into, not like on the speculative side, but as an artist be like, oh, Hey, I mean, yeah, you could, could speculate on whether my stuff is going to be worth more in the future. I mean, it really yeah. is like, yeah, I don't know. It I think does it'd be fun like to have people trading things, you know, just For a sure. limited number of things that people are trading just to just, or maybe they're, maybe they're changing them as they trade them. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see, um, you know, more uh, sort of a collaborative 
evolution of some digital. I don't, I don't know because I'm not an artist, but anyways. All right. You guys ready for the quiz? Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. That was a palate cleanser before the palate cleanser. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Do, 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 do. It's time for the quiz. <laughs> you know what that theme song means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's time to play. That tastes a little game. <laughs> now back to your quiz master host, one of the Bobs. Oh, that's me. Okay, hold on a second. Here we go. Okay, it's the quiz. Let's see. I need a, uh, okay, here's a pencil. I tried to print out the some show notes and uh, something went wrong with the printer and I, I printed 100 pages of blank gobbledygook when I went down there. So it was a stack. Of that. I forgot to bring one of those pages up here. Okay, so. Uh, let's see. Who goes first this time? Uh, good question. I think it's Bob. Bobby, I think it's Bob. Yeah. Bobby will go first. Billy will go second. Okay. The category is you don't call, you don't write. That's something's missing. Guilty until proven innocent pleasures. That's low brow and pop culture stuff. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair. Superhero. Science friction. Sometimes science. Sometimes friction. And frame that tune. Okay. That's like name name that tune, but... Probably illegal. Let's What's do, your category? Um, let's do guilty pleasures. Guilty until proven innocent pleasures. Earlier this week, Mackenzie Scott, formerly the wife and partner of Amazon co-founder Jeff Bezos, got married. Who did she marry? This is a multiple choice question. A, a science teacher named Dan Jewett. B, Jimmy Buck, captain of her high school football team. C, Ed Swindoll an assistant producer she met doing a podcast, D, legendary rock climber Alex Hanald. It's the teacher. Oh, you think it's the science teacher? Yeah. That's right. Good job. Okay, I that's that one headline. for Bobby. Okay, there you wow. go. Billy, you're down by one. Nice, nice oh, start, man. Bob. Strong start. Okay, Billy, during this week in 1959... Which of the following classics debuted at the American Toy Fair? Okay, 1959. Which of the following toy classics debuted at the American Toy Fair? A, the Slinky. B, the Hula Hoop. D, the Barbie Doll. Sorry, C, the Barbie Doll. A, the Slinky. B, the Hula Hoop. C, the Barbie Doll. D, the Javelon, precursor to the Jart Lawn Dart. Hmm... Hmm. Bottom. Uh, Bottom. 59, huh? 1959. American uh, Toy Fair. Slinky. March. You going to say the Slinky? Yeah. Oh. What was it, Javelin? I would have guessed that too. <laughs> the Javelin? I made that one up. I think that's great. The Javelin. It was a Barbie yeah. doll. Really? Okay, Billy. I would have thought later for sure. <clears throat> You're down by one. Okay, the okay. Uh, t- t- categories are you don't call, you don't write. That's something's missing. Her suit is too tight. Facial hair, facial hair are superhero. Science friction, sometimes science, sometimes friction. And frame that tune. You don't call, you don't write. You don't call, you don't write. Something's missing. Okay. Uh, Barilla. An Italian pasta company has a set of playlists on Spotify. What is it? This is a multiple choice question too. A, each playlist lasts just the right length of time to cook different types of pasta. B, each playlist comes with comes interspersed with micro interviews with famous Italian Americans. C, each playlist features songs with lyrics related to pasta. D, trick question, Barilla doesn't have an account on Spotify. Ooh. <laughs> Man, that um, is tough. Song is long enough to cook the things doesn't seem right. <laughs> okay, playlist lasts just the right length of time to cook different types of pasta. 
playlist comes interspersed with micro interviews, famous Italian Americans. Mm, Each playlist features songs with lyrics related to pasta or trick question. Barilla doesn't have an account on Spotify. Nah, trick question. Was it playlists that were long enough? Well, there are three of them that had playlists. Plays long enough to cook certain things. That's it. Well, you don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get the book. You don't get a point for that. Okay, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, you might know this one. Hiru Onoda was an Imperial Japanese Army intelligence officer who fought in World War II. And was it Japanese holdout who didn't? Oh, I should say, what was missing in Barilla was the timer. So if you don't have a timer, you can use that playlist. Obviously, I couldn't say that ahead of time. Okay. Uh, here's what, so here, there's something missing here. And missing is, you'll see what is missing. Hiru Anodo was an Imperial Japanese Army intelligence officer who fought in World War II and is a Japanese holdout who did not surrender at the war's end in August of 1945. After the war ended, Onodo remained hiding out in the Philippines until his former commander traveled to Japan, from Japan to formally relieve him from duty by order of the emperor. In what year did Onodo finally surrender? A, 1972, B, 1974, C, 1976, D, trick question, he died before surrendering to the commander. 72, 74, oh, 76, or he croaked before he, he surrendered. I want to say 74. Are you going to say 74? Or you just want to say, are you trying to get me to? <laughs> I mean, I was going to, I was going to just, that was going to be my answer, but you know, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're, you're trying to, I don't know. That's right. 1974. Okay. Good job. Okay. Billy, Bobby's running away with this now. Bobby, it's your choice. Uh, science, no, see, her suit is too tight, science friction, or frame that tune? Let's do science friction. Science friction. Mm, this week, scientists discovered something truly remarkable about a mark. <laughs> this week, scientists discovered something truly remarkable about sea slugs. What is it? A, about 5% of the time, sea slugs are born with two heads, but the extra head quickly falls off as the slug grows into adulthood. B, land slugs foam and die when exposed to table salt. Sea slugs obviously don't because they live in salt water. But they do the same thing when exposed to pop rock candies. That's B. C, one type of sea slug has shown the ability to decapitate itself and then to grow an entire new body from its lopped off head. D, sea slugs are actually not hermaphrodites. Instead, there are proper male and female sexes of these creatures. It's C. Oh, man. He's nailing it. Okay, that's right. I keep so seeing they, the same they, articles you are. Okay. Uh, I got to stop looking at articles then, I guess. Yeah, so this slug, for, they don't even know exactly why it happens, but it, it like its head detaches from the body, and then the, and then the sea slug lives on a, kind of a version of photosynthesis while it's growing its body back, and the body lives for several weeks without the head. It's crazy stuff. Okay. That is uh, insane. It's a runaway. That's three <laughs> to zero, Billy. Are you ready? Yeah. You still there? I didn't, I didn't read any articles, so uh, mm. two of the three mm. here have been due to Billy's Bobby taking seeing it, articles. Bob, <laughs> Billy's taking it personally. Bobby's taking it, like, serious. Okay. This week. Other scientists successfully translated an ancient written document. What was it? A, an early Turkish explanation that sea oh, slugs are hermaphrodites. This week? Did you, did you say this week? This week. This <laughs> week. Oh, that's weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did all the questions himself this week. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm so pushy about this. I mean, we were barely, we were thinking, eh, let's not do the podcast. I'm tired. We're all like kind of grunt. You know, like, and it's like, no, I got like all these questions are from this week. I got like, we can't we at least do the quiz? Okay, this week, other scientists successfully translated an ancient written document. What was it? A, an early Turkish explanation that sea slugs are hermaphrodites. B, a document that was originally thought to be a recipe for gunpowder, but instead turned out to be one for male eyeshadow. C, an Egyptian manual explaining how to perform mummification. D, a ciphered handwritten note detailing the recipe for the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. 
Where was this discovered, by the way? You said it was... What was this? I, I've forgotten what the question This week, was. other scientists successfully translated an ancient written document. What was it? An, er, an early Turkish explanation that sea slugs are hermaphrodites. D, <laughs> yeah, right. document that was originally thought to be a recipe for gunpowder, but instead was one for male eyeshadow. C, an Egyptian manual explaining how to perform mummification. D, a ciphered handwritten note detailing the recipe for the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. See, I thought we would have, like, understood this before, though. Good job. Billy's on the board. Oh, thank you. Uh... <laughs> okay. Three to one, but he's just on the board. I'm not even sure you can win now. Uh, okay, no, uh, so. let's see. Bobby. <laughs> no, Billy, it's your call, right? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, shoot is too tight or frame that tune? Uh, frame that tune. Frame that tune. 24 years ago this week. How old are you, Bill? I'm 28 coming up. Okay. Uh, in just a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Okay. 24 years ago this week, this rapper was shot and killed in Los Angeles. I'm going to play the song, okay? okay? Name the artist. Bonus point if you can name the song. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. I just want to hear you. <laughs> I like it. You said just an artist and song. Okay. 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 You said play. just artist of the song. Artist and artist, one point for artist, one point for the song. Okay, Notorious B.I.G., Big Papa. Oh, sorry. That's two. Oh, sorry. That's two points for Bill. Wow. Billy's tied up. Okay, Bobby, no, no, same thing. No, we got three each. What's that? Three each. Yeah, yeah. Three apiece, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is Bob still in the room? Sorry, I had my mic off. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Here's yours. A year earlier, this rapper was shot and killed in Los Angeles. Uh, sorry, Las Vegas. Uh, name the artist. Bonus point if you can name the song. Here we go. California. <laughs> 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 There's a big hint there. Yeah, it's uh, it's Tupac. And uh, I believe that's just called California Love, or maybe just California. Whoa. <laughs> Let's just listen a little bit more here, okay? Billy was like two when this song came out. Maybe three. All right. Okay, it's five to three. Bobby came back with just like on fire. All right, here you go. Let's see. It's uh, Bobby, it's yours. It's her suit is too tight. That's all we have left. Here's your question. A dude named Hans Nielsen Langseth. Hans Nielsen Langseth was born in Norway, but then moved to the United States. Ever since his death in 1927, he's held the record for growing the longest beard of all time. At the time of his death, how long was his beard? Within two feet. Oh, just open-ended, huh? Mm-hmm. This is your open-ended question. One open-ended question. Well, and, uh, and frame that tune. Uh. Mm. Hans Nielsen Langseth from Norway. Died in 1927. Let's how just say 16 beard? feet. 16 feet? Yeah, I'm going to really... Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> How long was it? Wow. It was 17 feet, 6 inches, so 17 and a half feet. That's a good one. Okay, Bobby cuts 6. I think this is... I think you're... I don't think you can catch up, Billy. Uh, <laughs> you've got 3 points, and he's got 6. Okay, well, what's this is just for fun. 
According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the current holder for for uh, <laughs> current holder for owning or growing the longest beard is Canadian Sarwan Singh. Okay, so he's still alive. So that's the current holder of a living beard. Well, okay. you know what I mean. A living person with a beard. Yeah. How long is his beard within one foot? Remember the other so, guy. So wait, so that was, was ever or what was it? Sorry, what was the other yeah, guy? The, Hans Nielsen Langseth is the, is the, holds the record for the longest beard of all time. Gotcha. You know, confirmed beard of all time. This is, by the way, Longseth's beard was, after he died, was donated to the sociology or anthropology department. I think it's anthropology department at the Smithsonian Institute. They actually have his beard at the Smithsonian Institute. Okay. Wow. There's a person who's now alive. So this is the, the longest beard of somebody currently living. And this guy's name is Sarwan Singh. He's Canadian. Singh is in like India, Indian, S-I-N-G-H, if that helps. Okay. So the question is, how long is his beard within a foot based on the latest uh, Guinness Book of World Records? That does help that I know that he's Indian. <laughs> um. Ah, 12 feet. Oh, boy, that's really loud. They were really upset with you, Bill. Sorry about that. Uh, mm. No, his foot is his foot. His his beard is only eight feet three inches long. Okay, wow. so Bobby is the winner of this week's what a loser <laughs> quiz. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Good job, Bobby. Thanks. Nice work, Bill. I'm looking Especially up that Hans Langseth right now. Doesn't read the news. All right. Okay. That's it. Thanks for playing, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Billy, are you sore about losing? No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm just drawing right now. But what? <laughs> Great. You're drawing a picture of your father hanging from a noose or something wow <laughs> yeah it's actually a goblin man and some hey hold on oh really yeah hold on uh, am i gonna see it Set somehow it yeah we don't have yeah i guess we don't have the technology to show this off but. yeah I, I don't know well i can no send it to me and we'll make it the it will be the cover art <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right hold on a sec uh, you don't want to make hans to... the the cover art yeah why not Hold on. How are you sending it to me? On Viber. Okay. Our, Our private communication channel. Let's listen to a little more while we're waiting for this. Let's listen to a little more Notorious B.I.G. Oh. oh. There he is. Oh, I like him. Oh yeah, hold oh, on. Oh, it's fantastic! Wait, what did you draw this on? <laughs> just on my table. <laughs> this is how you roll. As you can see, there's like a drawings under it too. Yeah. <clears throat> he's got That's some. He's got the... some. I like him. He's got thrown over one shoulder. Yeah. Did you see that, Dad? And what's that? I sent you a picture of Hans and his beard. Oh, wait. No, I gotta go back. Oh, I see. I'm on another channel here. Oh, there's, yeah, that's Hans. Yeah. Yeah, I did see this picture. And that's pretty manly. I don't know. I was gonna say, that's, that's like the like coolest that. way you could like display that. Show off your beard. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put this in the show notes too. Maybe I can cram both of these guys <laughs> in the, the picture. All right. What you guys doing today? Billy, I know you're drawing. I got more uh, stuff to do. I've got like pretty much the bottom floor of the the shack, like all kind of just basic oh, shapes man. laid out. I can't um, wait to see it. And the walls and stuff. So I'm just working on connecting it to the top. Just oh, fantastic. The stairs up. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be cool to see. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I can go, go through and just sharpen up each room. 
Hopefully by then you'll get to see kind of stuff more quickly. Great. That's great, Billy. Gina's going to be happy about that. Bobby, what are you doing? Mm, I don't know. Saturday, I don't don't know. Good. That's That's a great day. You said you were a little schnotty. Is that the is that your allergies kicking in? Yeah, it's you know it's, it's that time yeah. of year. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I feel <clears throat> responsible. My genetic contribution <laughs> to your allergies—you'll grow out of them eventually. I mean, you'll be like sixty or something, but <laughs> yeah, you'll get some relief. Yeah, okay. at least around my cats, it's not a problem. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Luna's gotten into this thing where she's like on my chest every morning. And I have to be careful like which hand I pet her with because, you know, in the morning I'm usually like kind of bleary eyed and you know, make the coffee and rub my eyes. If I rub my eyes after petting the cat, it's. Oh, um, yeah. It's bad. She's super sweet though. I mean, she's in the vineyard with me every day. She stays out there the whole time, make sure I get back inside. She's really worried. Wow, man. Yeah. I mean, she's like, she's like Lassie. She's like the Lassie of cats. That's so cute. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, if you're a cat, you probably don't like that being called the lassie of cats. That's kind of. <laughs> well, she clearly doesn't of, care. She doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just wants to be near me. Like she's friendly with anybody, but she likes that and she likes to eat a lot. That's for sure. Okay, guys, I'm going to run off and pick up the pizza from the local pizzeria. We we enter the the what is it called a red zone a red I don't know category our, oh, our yeah, yeah. province our region sorry not our province our region is going to turn red on Monday and that means all the restaurants are closed I think even for takeaway so we're getting our last dose of the local pizza with some French fries a big salad I want to shove it down my pie hole tonight <laughs> a glass of wine or something. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, the and the vermouth turned out great. This 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 round of vermouth and gin turned out really good. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm I've got some plan. I got some big plans for 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 booze making. Oh yeah, and we'll see more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, uh, Negroni is uh is uh, gin, vermouth, mm-hmm. and um, what's the other thing? A Campari. Which is just it's it's a it's just like vermouth, but it's higher alcohol content and a little stronger flavors. So I'm I'm on the hunt now to make my own Campari. Then I'll have my a complete homemade Negroni, which is which is going to be kind of cool. I mean, it tastes pretty good. It's not bad. And um, there's another Amaro that I want. Oh, a, a Campari is like Amaro. It's a bitter. There's another Amaro that I want to make. I'm going to use, I think I'm going to use barley malt, which is a little kind of bitter and kind of sweet. It's a little bit like molasses uh, hmm. to sweeten it up and make a kind of a, a sweet, bitter, golden flavored, I mean, golden colored Amaro. I'm like a chemist. Yeah, that sounds fun, honestly. With my elixirs and my <laughs> potions. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Okay, guys. Thanks for taking the time to talk. I know that thank uh, you. You got other things yeah, you had to do. It was good. Sorry about your loss, Billy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, congratulations on, on trouncing your brother, Bob. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks (laughs) you guys are so competitive I love it (laughs) it's good man it's really good okay thanks again guys alright thanks great to talk to you thanks for listening to me yammer (laughs) yeah of course anytime I'm proud of you Uh, Billy I talk to you uh, Monday right yes sounds good 11 o'clock your time Bobby Tuesday I'll chew up another one of your lunches sounds good Tuesday at 11.30. Okay. Uh, if you guys need anything, give me a holla holla. I'm pretty happy to talk to you. All right. Sweet. Th- thanks again for taking time. I love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Okay. You guys have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>